Information is the most powerful thing you will ever get. Uh, I, I think that we all have greatness in us. And I think that most people don't know how to be an advocate for their life. You're listening to the Almond Gunner Experience Podcast, powered by Astoria. Now here's your host, Greg Dorsey. All right, it's the Almond Gunner Experience, and I'm going to start it off, Coach, because it sounds like there's a new shirt dropping today. <laughs> today. When do I get to put my Ooh, new threads on? Yeah, listen, man, we have that day shirt dropping today, man. And um, it was one of those where you go, man, we, we, we dropped a video, and it just seemed like automatic that we should have the shirt, right, with with the saying on the back. So so today we have that shirt, and uh, you know, after the show, we're going to run and pick them up and Hey, we'll be sporting those bad boys for the weekend. No doubt about it. I don't know, Coach. I just feel like August is going to be a month to remember. Yes. When you start with yes. they said shirts. Yes. That That is how you want to go into August. Oh, man. You, you want to. It, it's a statement, right? Because they always saying something. They never going to stop talking. I mean, they always going to be saying something. And uh, so I think it's kind of nice when you're able now to, to walk into – the month going you just keep talking that's okay it's all right do you have any problem with just claiming a month like i, I just feel like you know right now i just want to give us permission to just claim the month of august i you know i don't have a problem with it at all because august is such a great month that was my mom's birth month mm. so i just kind of feel like you know if we gonna do it this is the month to to really roll in and do it big so i'm excited man I'm excited. You know, we 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 now have four incredible shirts. I mean, our products are amazing. Um, we're starting to get so much momentum, and and people are digging it. You know, I was I was just saying to you in the course of my day now, throughout the day, I usually run across at least one person wearing, you know, one of our shirts, one of our age shirts, and uh, that's a great feeling. That, that's a that's a great feeling. So. And you were saying your your phone was blowing up this this past yeah, week, and yeah. people would text you just to hear your voicemail. Yeah, it was kind of funny, you know, because last week's show on Courage, by the way, uh, we got some incredible feedback. Uh, but a lot of people w- would text me and just say, uh, "Don't answer your phone. I want to just call and listen to the voicemail." So uh, that was awesome. That was awesome. So let's um, drop it again. It's, I, it's, I know. it's in the nine oh four. What is <laughs> right. it, Coach? Nine oh four eight oh three one nine one seven. Um, you know, again, it's all about how do we make sure people have access to what we're doing. And for me, you know, I like to be a 24-7 type of guy. And uh, so if you don't get me, I love to leave something inspiring and hopefully, you know, gets you cranked up to chase your dreams, to do what you want to do. So that's why we have the voicemail uh, to kind of back me up when I'm when I'm busy. <laughs> We are in the 904. We're in J Actionville, as they like to call it. Yes, you know, we're in yes, the beaches today. Yes, but we like to go west. We'll go east. We got the whole nation covered, and we're yes. global. Right? So let's, yeah, let's I mean, real. you know, we 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 definitely have this city on lock, but we go everywhere. I mean, yeah. we're, we're national. We're global. Um, again, our our goal is to make sure that people have access to to information. Um, that's the real revolution. All day, every day, the real revolution is. The information you're receiving and and what are you doing with it and because that's the only thing that's gonna get you where you want to be and today's topic i don't know if there's been a show that has had so many <laughs> infinite possibilities but i'm open yes so today's topic is the future the future it's future you know that's that's today's topic and 
And it's so funny because when I when I think about the future, I do it uh, a little differently. Uh, a lot of people, you know, look at the future and they're thinking three and five years down the road or something like that. And for me, I've just always kind of seen it like every, every every second is the future. Every new minute is the future. And and I think that you need to be playing for that. What does that look like? Because to hit your long-term goals, I mean, it's really what you do every second of your life. It's really what you do every minute of your life because those are the things that turn into days, weeks, months, and years. Um, so for me, when I think of the future, you know, uh, we talk a lot about wasting time uh, because that's the thing you don't get back. So for me, the future is what am I doing with my time? How am I utilizing those seconds and those minutes? Um, and, and am I really working them in such a way that when I look down the road, we're going to have something special? Coach, how am I supposed to do a show? How are we supposed to have this role when you drop it like that right out of the gates? Because, <laughs> I mean, where am I supposed to take this? Because well, you know we don't script this. No, we don't. But We're you just know, rolling here. But, but, but that's, now you're taking you from, you know, I'm a dreamer, Coach. I know you I are. I like to dream. I, I know you do. I want to go long term, Coach. I, I, I know and you. You had to go split second. <laughs> well, exactly. breath. Well, look. Well, come I, on. I know you like to dream, and, I, and, and you know, it's one of the things that, that I love about you. Uh, it's just that I'm just saying within those dreams, hey, dude, that needs to be every second of every day. You know, what are you doing to to make sure that three, four, five years down the road that we're hitting that thing solid, right? So think about it. We always talk about a foundation. Um, so to me, foundation is split second stuff. It's it's the details of those little things that get lost, right? So a lot of times when people are, are, are like setting their future up and, and, and looking at what that's going to be, they forget the little things. They forget some stuff on the front end that if you don't do, you're never going to get to the back end. Um, so to me, it's, it's that those split-second decisions go a long way. Go a long way. It goes back to the information that you're receiving, right? And think about it. We receive information daily. Daily. I mean, and now information is just literally at our fingertips. So to me, those split-second decisions based on that information that you're receiving, that's going to determine what it looks like on the back end. You know, so that's why I encourage people, look, man, your future is right now. Right now. Every second is a new opportunity. Every minute is a new opportunity. So what are you doing with that? You know, uh, some of the times when I'm working with student athletes, I love when it's like their freshman year, uh, because their freshman year, you can pretty much say, hey, listen, so five years from now, what does it look like to you? Because now you're a freshman in college, right? And I do that for them to understand that, first of all, it's going to go by fast. But second of all, these decisions that we're making right here, right now, that's going to decide what five years look like. So if you show up and you're not putting it in, you know, you're taking plays off, you're not doing the little things, five years from now, it's not going to look good. It's the same thing that I do with my corporate clients. You know, it's easy to want to project out, you know, what are our businesses going to look like in three years? What are they going to look like in five years? That's all great. But it's the decisions that you're making right now that's going to really determine that, right? You know, are your people engaged? Do your people believe in the leadership? Does your people know their value? See, because those little things, those split-second decisions are going to determine how much work's going to get done what's going to get produced, and how it's going to look down the road. Hmm. Coach, you got to unpack this even more because what I'm hearing is 
the future is now. And we talk a lot about create what you want. Yes. But what you're saying is split-second decisions is what creates the future. Think about it. It's everything. It's like the very first book I wrote was focus on the final seconds and win the game of life. And you got to remember every decision, every decision that you make, there's that split second that you can change your mind. There's that split second you can decide, I'm not going to go left, I'm going to go right. So the final seconds of every decision, to me, are the most important. Because that split second really determines what the outcome is going to be. So what happens with information where people feel like they don't have the power to make decisions? Because I think that... Um, you know, we talk about uh, Brother Malcolm, you know, I'm, tr- I'm for truth no matter who says it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that you find people withholding their own ability to, to speak truth into the world or, to, or to, to make big decisions or maybe small, make small de- incremental decisions right. because of the fear of the consequences, right? Well, but that's the thing. It goes back to are you being an advocate for your life, right? That's why we talk so much about value on this show, Um, because the real value is in your ability to be able to not only speak your truth, but to live it. So if you're if you're taking life, your life into your hands, but you are living it out of fear or you're living it out of guilt, is the world really getting the best of you? The answer is no. So at the end of the day, you know, people that are are paralyzed to make decisions because they don't want to make a wrong decision or more likely to be followers versus leaders. Life's about risk. And again, that's why information is important because you want to make educated risks. But sometimes you just got to go for it. And the beautiful thing about failure is because it's not fatal, it allows you to have additional information, which now the next time around, you can make a different decision. So to me, it's really about how do you become an advocate for your life? And once you know that you have value, see, value is what gives you confidence. If I know who I am, but more importantly, what I'm never going to be, I can be confident. I can be confident in my speak. You know, I, I can be confident in the words that are coming out of my mouth. I know me. And it's really okay if they say that it's a different way. Because it's my life, I get to be an advocate, I get to work through, through the problems, right? But more importantly now, I'm, I'm, I'm really helping the community. Because I'm me, I'm authentic. So I can be my brother's keeper in an authentic way. The, the community can really raise the child, you know, the village can now be involved. Because I'm genuine community and and uh we talk and and know that our purpose has a lot to do with the future being in young people and recognizing yes that, you know when you look into the eyes of a child mm-hmm. you're gonna see the future in that um but but i hear you talking about yourself right being, yes. being able to look into the mirror and say actually i'm gonna create the future that i believe can you know pave a way right build a bridge for it to be even better than i imagined Well, because again, right, isn't it about leading with your life? So I have to look at me. I have to look in the mirror and see, uh, am I doing those things that I would want a child to emulate, right? 
Am I showing them what work ethic is? Am I showing them what courage is, right? Um, I think about how when I grew up, like literally my entire community raised me. You know, I could tell you every adult that lived on my street, they all had a hand in shaping what my life would be. Uh, and the reality is, is my parents trusted them. They trusted them because there was a sense of community. There was a sense of everyone needed to take care of everyone. So if you fast forward today, I mean, where do you see that? Where do you see that playing out? You really don't. And so for me, when I think about the future, if we're going to get to where I think we all want to be, and where we all want to be is accepted. Where we all want to be, I think, is get to that place of where we can be our authentic self. Well, that can only happen through a sense of community when everyone starts to look at each other as human beings. You know, if you're watching a child and he's doing something wrong and you as an adult don't say anything, what's that all about? My mother used to say, how can you blame a kid for doing something that they don't know if no one told them so? So what I like to see, you know, when I think about future is getting back to a sense of community. Community. Yeah. Community. How, how do you define community? I think community is, is all of us. It's, it's our neighborhood. It's our next door neighbors. It's the stores that are in our community. I mean, community is everyone that you come into contact with. Are you really trying to bring out the best in that other person? And you can only do that if you're bringing out the best in you. See, to me, community is, is that I know that everyone is willing to serve. That's real community. When everyone's willing to serve each other. But do you have to be able to see the value in every person to be able to, to truly serve? Of course you do. Right. And, I, and, I, and I, think that's, I think that's what we miss the most, right? What I think we really miss the most is we don't see the value in other people because we don't see the value in who we are. That's why Operation Love Letter is so important. If I can look at me and know that I am valuable and that, that the world needs me, the world needs me in it because I have something. I have a gift. I have something that I'm supposed to deliver to the world. So if I can see that in me, now it's easier to see that in other people. But if when I look at me, I don't see value. When I look at me, I don't see something that the world needs. Matter of fact, what I'm saying is the world's better off without me. How can I then reach out and serve other people? How can I do that? The thing I love most about kids, you can't BS them, man. They know who cares. They know. They know who really care. And, and what I found is most kids want boundaries. They, they want to know where the line is. And so when you have a sense of community and you know your value, it's easy to give that value to other people. I feel like we need some Spotify meditative Michelle music right <laughs> yeah. here for a moment. That would be really good, right? Like, like let's just let that simmer. Because you got to let that simmer. You got to you gotta let that just, just let that sink in. Let that thought really sink in for a moment. 
at the end of the day, man, <laughs> it's value. You must know your value. You know, a lot of times when I'm talking to parents of my student athletes, right, they'll, you know, especially the moms, for whatever reason, it just always works out the mom. You know, moms are usually nicer, right? I'm like, well, what happened to my mom? Because she wasn't nice. She was just tough, right? But, but they'll, you know, they'll give their kids a lot, right? And, and they'll give them a pass on certain things like, you know, like the kid works really hard. He's got so much homework and all of these things. And I usually like to ask the question of, so when you grew up, you know, how did you have it? And I'm telling you, 100% of the time it was, oh, it was tough. My parents was tough. We didn't have a lot. You know, I had to learn to do this, that, the other thing. I had chores. And then I just pause and go, so it didn't kill you. And it made you the person that you are today. It made you respectful, responsible. You're committed. You know how to sacrifice. So how can that stuff be bad for your kids? It's the very thing that made you successful. So you don't want to pass that on? So embrace the tough things. Embrace the, the difficult conversations, the, the limitations. Don't but, be afraid of those things. But isn't that what life does every day? It gives you difficult situations. It gives you things that you have to navigate. Isn't that life? It ebbs and flows. But if all your decisions are made for you. Now you have zero coping skills. That's why I think it's so important for the community to help raise the kid. Because you get different perspectives. But if the perspective is always pointed to, 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 to the direction of we just want the kid to be right. We want the kid to have an opportunity. We want the kid to have a chance. We want the kid to have the right information. We want the kid to be able to make better decisions because they have the right information. So it's like when I'm talking to, to your girls, you and I are saying the same thing. I may be saying it different, but we're always trying to, to get the girls to move in the direction of to be their own advocate, to never lose their voice, to know that they are, are enough, right? But they're getting it from two different perspectives. You know, perspectives. One is from the dad, the other is from the uncle. That's right. So think about it. In a community, if you if, if kids have, you know, when I grew up, man, my coaches, my aunts, my uncles, my dad, my mom, my grandparents, I, I had all these different perspectives, but all saying the same thing. All saying that life was about information and decision making. All saying that life's about you got to work through some stuff. So it helped me with my coping skills. It helped me to be a better people person. It helped me to move through life without fear. So where do you learn to actually accept the possibilities for yourself without limitations, right? Because... If, you, if you're constantly being told no, and you're constantly being told you can't do this, there needs to be a change. And, and we've talked about if you're looking for heroes, go to the library, right? Mm -hmm. But there's still that, that flip of the switch for each individual where they say, oh, yeah, I am limitless. I can defy gravity. Right. Well, I think the real flip of the switch comes when, when people 
really first learn how to look at small wins. See, I think sometimes we're so distracted because we think that a win has to be huge. And if we don't win big, we didn't really win. You know what I mean? So for me, I always tell people, look, I think the, the switch for any person, especially in a positive direction where, where they finally dig in and say, you know what? I am worth it. I can go for it. It comes when they can identify little wins. Remember, I said this thing, your future is right now, right? And it's every second, every minute of your life. That's your future. So the moment that you can identify that you did something well, no matter how small or how big it was, you did it well. And now I can start stacking little wins on top of that. Then it comes to a day to where I'm confident. I'm confident in my abilities. Like I can respect your opinion, but your opinion is not necessary for me to grow. That's, that's when light switch goes on. And so for me, um, little wins are everything. Like when I look at what we do and how we do it, um, we take a lot of chances. We risk a lot, so we fail a lot. But I think we win a lot because we recognize the little wins. Even in our failures, we, we start to understand, okay, we need to tweak that a little bit. You know, that was a pretty good win for us, right? So, again, case in point, you look back at last week's show. Got a lot of positive feedback. One of the things was just giving out my phone number. It's kind of an impromptu thing. We don't talk about these things like we see on the show. We just kind of go with it, right? So, so that was a win for us. So that tells me that people want that type of information. People are looking to be inspired 24-7, right? So it's a little win. So if we can just keep stacking those, our future's bright. So I'm going to claim a little win today. Um, I brought the girls uh, up into uh, my my lab, if you will, right, right. where we talk about I've kind of during this uh, pandemic, uh, you know, turned into that Russell Crowe, beautiful mind. I'm right. writing on the walls. I'm yeah. right, I mean, a little crazy. Yeah. I get it. But I, but I started this new um, kind of timeline. And mm -hmm. I looked at when humanity, uh, you know, recorded humanity started. So let's go back 6,000 years. And then I looked at how old is the earth, right? And, and I believe it's been here for quite a while. So right. I took a, a line and I drew it all the way from my, from one room to the other side of the house. And this is about 30 feet or so. Right. And, uh, and, and that's the beginning of the earth, right? So 4 billion, 4.3 right. billion, whatever right. that number is. And I had Ellie actually run the line down the, down the hall and, and right. pin it up. And then I looked at humanity and where we are today, and I drew a little X on this timeline. I said, that's us right there. And then we kind of broke down, you know, all the plagues back when Moses. Right. And we looked at, okay, wait a minute. They were in 400 years of slavery, but it got, they got free through plagues. Right. And then, and then we looked at, you know, the empires of humanity and all the wars and the back and forth. And we look at the, you know, the ultimate sacrifices that have been made, those types of things. And we talked about all of that to this moment in time where the earth exists in our solar system, you know, and, and we have just, like you said, just that moment of breath. Yeah. So we, we talked about it a little bit. And then I said, okay, what do you want to create? Because there's a lot of news. There's a lot of right. bad stories right. about the future. There's a lot of right. negativity about right. that. It's all going to end. Right. It's not going to end well. We talked about courage. We talked about how 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 is all this going to end? And you you framed it for us as it's going to end well because yes. we're going to make it end well. Right. Right. But how much do you look back at history 
and, and allow that to help you frame what's possible in the future. You know, for me, you know, I, I'm kind of that historic guy. You know, I, I love to, to look at history and, 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 and look at where we came from and the things that happened before. I think you have to have that sense of what happened before so you can start plotting your, your, your course, right? Um, and it gives you a sense of a foundation, right? If I, if I truly know where I came from and more importantly, the people who paved the way for me, uh, what, what is it really built on, right? So uh, I was born in 63, so height of the, height of the civil rights movement. So when I look at myself now, I can see that foundation that was was laid out for me, you know, through my parents and my grandparents and all the things that were happening through that movement. So I love that era. I love to, to go back. And I think that's why, you know, when I think about the future, I have to work hard because I'm standing on the shoulders of so many people that came before me that didn't have to pay that price, by the way. Um, but I think it goes back to when I talk about sense of community, because I had those people in my community, because I had those people who were willing to sacrifice and do the things that they did, I feel an obligation. I feel an obligation to move this thing forward. It's kind of like talking to the girls about the timeline to where humanity start and where we are now. I think there has to be a sense of obligation of all the things that happened prior to you. And where do you want to see it go? How do you want to pass off the baton? I mean, that's that's me. How do, how do I want to pass off the baton to the next generation? So that's what I truly look at. Isn't that where gratefulness and obedience comes in? That's it. You know, I'm, I'm very I'm very grateful for all the people who were willing to to take a stand so I can stand. Um, and I have to be obedient to those moments. Right. And still obedient to what they laid out. And, uh, and if you do that, you're always on go. That's why I tell people grateful and obedience, man. That's the key because you're always on go. And for me, Go is about, I want to pass this thing off to my kids and their kids and, and, who, and your kids. I want to pass this thing off as right as I possibly can. Well, and, and that's, you know, you look at purpose, you know, that obedience to your purpose. And, yes. And that's where what you uh, have continually been consistent with is that, maximizing the potential in every person that you meet so purpose and potential mm -hmm. that's where they meet yes I think. yes and then somebody um a part of that community and then you see where the community comes together yes and helps tap that potential yes i mean think about it you know think about when i when i talk about sense of community uh think about if you you have a community that truly comes together to say hey listen our goal is to make sure that everybody within this community thrive, that everyone has an opportunity to grow as tall as they can grow, no matter what they look like, where they came from. Um, that, that's the beauty of real, real community. I mean, if, and if you could do that, and that's what I grew up with. You know, we, you know, you think about how I grew up when I'm around my friends that I grew up with. We all go, we didn't realize we were poor. I mean, we, we didn't realize we didn't have certain things just because the community came together. And so I think we need to get back to that because that's how you help people grow. So it does seem like at some point in each person's life, you go from that transition to believing anything's possible to you just stop believing. What, what, 
what happens there and how does community relate to that see but but so so when i think of sense of community what happens is within any community if it, if it's really hitting on all eight cylinders right no one within the community knows that they have less than because everyone throughout the community is serving to make sure that people have the opportunity to grow and be the best that they can be but what happens when you are a kid you have all these grand ideas and and, and these things that you want to do but then life shows up in the form of other people experiences so now you have other people experiences who are a little bit older who maybe went through some stuff who now starts to tell you that the things that you're dreaming about aren't real like you can't get to those see and there lies the problem the problem is is that there's a point in time where we stop dreaming like children and we start acting on the experiences of someone who quite frankly may not had the gift you have that quite frankly may not had the work ethic you have that quite frankly may not knew how to commit to something the way you have but we let their experiences and their fears guide us and what we have to do is we, we got to get back to that community that told every kid you got a shot that not only told every kid that, but actually led by example, by making sure that families had the stuff that they need to eat. Well, you know, there there's a dad who maybe had to work late and he was a single dad. So people in the neighborhood made sure that kids did the homework. You understand what I'm saying? We got to go back there. That's how you thrive. But if you're a kid and you have these great visions of what you want to be, that moment in time that you change that you go from being that dreamer to now saying, oh, I'm going to toe the line. Now I'm going to live out of fear. Now I'm going to let someone guilt me. It's usually based on the experiences of someone else. And sometimes it's not even that you can't do it. It's, yeah, maybe it, it's, it's a look in your eye. It, it's, well, it's going to take this. Or, you know, there's this, this sense of, like, discouragement that happens and sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, you, you, oh, yeah but it's, you're going to pay your dues first, right? And we see that in the work environment. Yes, yes. A lot. But yes. I think it, it, it happens. But as a kid, you know, most we, of the time. Teenagers, college, you see that. You know, I, I remember uh, working with the Jaguars. We did mm -hmm. inside Jaguar training camp. Uh -huh. And um, I remember when Reggie Williams was a, was a rookie, and he just, he just absolutely was mentally destroyed by the veterans on the team because he hadn't paid his, and we were, we were filming all this behind the scenes and you're seeing things that, you know, you look at like a, a frat, you yes. know, and, and, yeah. and college, you know, college fraternity, you hear these stories, you're like, that didn't happen. No, this kind of stuff that we're seeing. And we're <laughs> right. like, yeah, where does that add up? How does that actually <laughs> help the team? And, and what does it have to do with the goals of the team? You see what I mean? Like, again, it goes back to, mm. I always say that traditions are only good if they work, mm. right? So in the past, you may have had those types of tradition, but then, you know, as you learn better, you should do better, right? Right, right, right. So if those things are not contributing to the overall success of what you're trying to do, then why do those things? Because what you're doing is you're wasting time. Mm. So again, it goes back to most of the time, the things that people say they want to do is shot down and it's shot down by other people. And so, so the person who really wants to do those things are not mature enough yet. 
maybe maybe they haven't paid their dues enough yet and more importantly they don't know their value and know who they are so it's easily to talk them out of their dreams and what i'm saying is in a real community when you have a real sense of community community and family you talk people into their dreams and that's what we should be doing so so when you have a ellie bean say something about a flying car well, we both know that's going to happen. I mean, there were, it ain't like that's not going to happen, right? So why not talk her into those dreams? Why not, why not give her a sense of, well, yeah, you know, that's going to happen. And as my grandfather would say, someone has to be first. Someone has to be first. Why not you? Why not you? And why not bring as many people along in the process? And, you know, when I see you work with your athletes, you know, I don't see the high school kids pushing the junior high kids to the back of the line. No. You know, I mean, it's almost like it's, it's more like, no, we're, we're going we're gonna to put this in together. And I see you match athletes up, you know, whether intentionally oh, no or not. I mean, there's, there's a sense of community and I see it in the work interactions and the school interactions that you actually bring the CEO to work alongside, you know, the, because the factory worker. It, because or, for yeah. me, it has to be that sense of community. I mean, if truth be told, we're now in our ninth week of beach camp because we had to add a week because these kids just don't want to stop. And I'm telling you, probably four out of the last nine weeks – the the warm up has been led by eleven year old Jalen. Like she's just she just she's the first one in line and she just leads the warm up with all of these college kids, right? So to me, I think the real sense of community is creating leadership. I mean, if I'm a CEO and my job is to be a visionary and be able to communicate this this vision to my people, what better way to gain their trust and respect than to work beside them? to understand what they're doing, to listen to their concerns. See, I call that people skills because that's how you become competent at what you do as a leader. And, and when people see that you're willing to, to do the things that you're telling them to do, they're going to trust you. You know, my student athletes, man, I, I tell them all the time, why do you guys train with me? But they see me train. They see me do the stuff I tell them to do, right? So it, it, it's no different. I mean, when I'm working with organizations, the same stuff that I'm telling them about teamwork and all that stuff, you know, because I implemented it with Astorio. We're doing those things every day. That's real sense of community. My thing is, you don't have to shoot someone's dreams down in order to make yourself look good. At the end of the day, be an advocate for people. Build people up. Get back to community. Yeah, yeah. Get, get back to community. You know, because the funny thing about it is when you're growing up in a, in a real tight-knit community, less is more. You know, in, in, in a real community, what you realize is, man, for those who don't live that way, it's never enough. You could be sitting there eating some chocolate ice cream out of a bowl. And, and while you're eating the chocolate ice cream, you go, I wish we had strawberry. Like it's never enough. <laughs> So in a real community, I think you just you help people grow as, as tall as they can grow and, and help people understand that they have value and they have a gift and that the world needs it.
Yeah, I'm sorry. We're gonna have to play some jazz for a moment here. <laughs> some some elevator music. I don't know what it is, but we need to let that simmer for a second. Less is more. Yeah, you just tied the future. Yes. So less is more. Less is more. I, okay, I bet this has happened in your house. I mean, you have you have three beautiful daughters. You know I love my nieces. Come on, you know I do. And you know for a fact, in your house, you guys could be be doing something that's really great. It's really great. And while you're doing that thing that's really great, one of them will say, oh, I wish we could do that. Yeah. Never enough. That's softball, Coach. That's what I'm saying. Don't lay that one up. That's what I'm saying. Never enough, right? Less is more. Yeah, yeah and, and if I'm real, it's not just because I have three daughters. I mean, I, I'm the same way. Sometimes. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm the same way. I might be out out there fishing on a boat. Yep. Yep. Sitting under the sun. Yep. Rocking in the waves. Yep. Oh, you know what? I bet, bet there's a fish, a bigger fish over there. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter what you're I, doing. That's what I'm telling you. You're always you're always tempted. You're right. always you're always there's right. always never enough. You're always that tempted. Makes you feel dissatisfied. Right. You're always tempted to to have that thing inside of you that go. It's never enough. And 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 so. Where I am now, I'm, I'm to that place where, man, I'm just grateful for what I have. I'm, I'm grateful because, first of all, I know where I came from, right? So uh, in my wildest dreams, there are a lot of things that I go, man, wow, my mama could see me now, right? So you, you just have to learn to be grateful. And, and then to run fast, you learn you got to slow down to run fast. So that's why, for me, less is more. You know, every student athlete that I train knows this. After you've trained with me for probably two months, here's the thing you know. The fewer the cones, the harder the workout. Less is more. Less is more. Yes. And and one thing I've seen in your in your training and experienced is the footwork, right? Or or the yes. small micro movements. And I think this is where those small wins can be found because once you see the, that aha, that yes. physical aha moment with one of your athletes, you're like, oh, wow. Okay, we got that. That's a small win. Let's repeat that movement. Until we perfect it. And what's crazy is, is once I point out that the small movement was correct, I can't hold them back now because they get confident. It, it, the funniest thing that happens with most of my student athletes is when they get stronger and faster and more athletic, they totally forget how how they came to me, right? It's the funniest thing. Like they'll run a certain time in the forty, and they go, "Oh man, yeah, I want to, I want to go four three. I'm like, "You do realize that when you came to me, you're running like a five five, right? <laughs> That's right. Um, but again, it goes back to never enough, never enough. So I just think that we have to learn to be grateful and, and obedient, but more importantly, realize that our future is every second of every day. Every second of every day. Yeah. Coach, I think that's a great point for us to just sit back, <laughs> let it simmer. Yes. But let's also recognize uh, a student athlete in the game of life like we do every week. Yes. Future. Who's our student athlete, our super freak? You know, week? again, I'm going to stick with our theme of, of, of really trying to pair up uh, people that I know. And to me, everyone's a student athlete, you know, so I want to pair up who I think represents the future um, the best, you know, uh, for me. And, and it would be Charlotte Ritter. 
you know, I call it C-Dub, C-Dub 2, uh, you know, Charlotte, Charlotte Summerall Burton's the original C-Dub. Uh, so, you know, Charlotte, she's young. I think she's 11. Uh, she works really hard. Uh, she wants to be uh, an, an unbelievable student athlete. Uh, she showed up beach camp all summer. Uh, and it was great because I had several young girls and, and young guys at the beach camp with a whole bunch of college students. So uh, she, she's going to be great. She's going to represent the future really well. Uh, she, she's not afraid to speak up. She's learning to be her own advocate uh, at a young age. So, so I think we're going to be in good hands. And for me, that's the goal, right? The goal is to continue to create uh, super freak athletes that are student athletes so I can leave this thing a lot better than I found it. Um, that's my goal. So C-Dub, Charlotte Ritter, Super Freak of the Week. The future is bright. With the future is bright, man. C-Dub too. She's, I thought, wait, wait a minute. Now. We have, we had, I thought we had enough, you know, C-Dub. Like, no, okay. you know, we have three of them. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we, we have C-Dub one, two, and three. Okay. Uh, right. I mean, you know, we, 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 got, we got quite the... You can never have enough. You can never have enough. <laughs> you, hey, and I can tell you this. Just to bring it full circle. If C-Dub two and C-Dub three can be anywhere near the original C-Dub, Charlotte Summerall Burton... Listen, I I don't know if we're ready for that. That's you right. know, uh, That's right. so you That's know right. the original C Dub is in our they said video. That's so right. so, but C Dub too, I think she's representing well. She's representing Charlotte well. Charlotte Ritter. Charlotte Ritter. All right, we're gonna keep our eye out. You better keep your eye on that one. She's gonna be all right. She's tough. So, um, thinking of of tough characters, so we did we we wrote down the girls each kind of gave me a list of their. Uh, things that they want to create for the future. And uh, we talked about we want to, you know, end poverty, right? We want yes. the world to be healthy. Yes. Um, and we talked about how do we frame that in a positive light, right? So we want to put an end to, you know, all the pollution. We want a, a clean planet. Right. We, we just ran down the list of possible things that could happen, and they were beautiful, just awesome right. things. Like we're right. literally, we're going to change the world, right. right, with this list. And then Ellie Bean goes, flying cars. I, I, I want to create flying cars and, and flying surfboards. So, so uh, you know, that's the challenge. So, you know, in immediate application, I'm thinking, okay, well, let's start today. If we're going to create flying cars, why not in this moment start drawing up the cars? What are they going to look like? What are they going to, you know, get that picture in your mind? Talk to me a little bit about that when, we, when I think of uh, an athlete like Charlotte Ritter and some of your super freak athletes, I think of the fact that, there's got to be something in their minds where they just they play for that, where they, they recognize, they get that picture. Well, I mean, a big thing for, for all of my student-athletes is we always start out with, you know, what are we playing for? I mean, I think, you know, when you bring a student-athlete to me, it's no different than when a corporation comes to me. My question is, what are we trying to do? I mean, because that's where you have to start. Because when you can start there, then you can put together a plan. Now we can formulate, you know. So with Ellie Bean, if she wants to do flying cars, like I said, the future is now, right? So let's not wait, you know, a week from now. It's fresh in her brain. She probably had some image of what she thought it should look like, be like, feel like, taste like. So why not now, right? Because she already told you what she wanted. She wants flying cars. So for my student athletes, that's where I always start. What, what, why are we doing this? Why do you want to wake up and come work with me? You know, why, why do you want to go to practice? Why do you want to become efficient at this? Because that's important. It's important to know why you want to kick your own butt. 
and, and once you know that, then that's what keeps you driven. I always say that we need things that inspire us, and I think stories inspire us, right? But at some point, you have to be self-motivated. And that thing that self-motivates you is your why. It's your why that you're doing something. Coach, what's our challenge this week? Well, you know, my, my, the challenge this week is, you know, look, look at your future. You know, for some people, they don't even, they don't even tap into that. They, they have no clue. There's, there's nothing that drives me nuttier than asking somebody, you know, so, hey, so what does it look like for you? And they go, I don't know. I don't know. So this week, what's your why? What is it you're playing for? I want you to look and, and, and really, really, really think about and write down, what's your future? You know, not only your future, but the people around you. What, what, how do you want to pass the baton? I think that's the best way to state it. Because that's really your future. It's, it's how you're going to pass this thing on. How are you going to pass it off? Are, are you going to be um, bigger than your immediate family? Are you going to leave a legacy that other people say, hey, you know, that guy, he, you know, outside of your immediate family. I think that's, that's awesome to play for. I keep telling you, I'm living for 2,000 years, at least 2,000. So I got to plant a lot of seeds. When you define that, is it something that you should you should share? I mean, uh, you know. By all means, I, I mean, I really think that whatever it is you're playing for, that's how you find your resources. That's how you find who's really there for you, who's really on your side. That's how you find those confidants when you can share that information and they're there for you. They're not judgmental. They tell you the truth. You have to be able to share it. But most people, remember, don't share it because of fear and guilt. And what I want to do is I want to break that. I want to break that. So, Coach, can we invite our listeners to share their, um, their vision of the future with you uh, through, through social media, through I think that's text. awesome. I mean, yes. talk you, to me. You know what? Listen, uh, you know, since you seem to have started this last week <laughs> with giving out my number, I, I think that's a great idea. I think that what we should do is we should have our listeners um, reach out through social media. They can text me. They can call, however, and just share. I mean, share, you know, because, again, the more that you share with us, the more we can share with the world. I want that sense of community. And so they are a part of the age community. So, uh, yeah, share, reach out. As we like to say, tell me something good. It's the Allman Gunner Experience. On the Allman Gunner Experience website, there is also a resource, uh, Operation Love Letter. You can download uh, your love letter, and that may even be uh, a great place to start. To, to start, right? Yeah, I think that's a great place to start because, again, it goes back to knowing your value so you can be an advocate for yourself, so you can now fight for other people. And that's what we need. You know, we, we need people serving people. Uh, so that's a, that's a great place to start, you know. So go to our website download operation love letter but by all means you need to put on one of those age shirts i'm telling you right now because we are rocking That's we right. are rocking That's and right. the new day said shirt today hot let's put go. your oven mitts on because it's hot <laughs> let's go august we're taking august 
Coach, August. I love it. We can't do a show on the future without some sort of bold prediction. Like, I mean, can, yeah. I, can we what? throw something out there? Like, Here's my bold prediction. I know prediction. you're a visionary. My, my bold prediction is, is that in the very, very near future, you're going to see... You're going to see 80,000 student athletes in an arena not there to watch a sporting event. They're going to be there to have their voices heard to move humanity forward. This is what you're going to see. It's the Almond Gunner experience. Hey, thanks for joining us. And remember, every day is game day. We'll catch you next week.